Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we welcome one of the Magic's newest players on the show, Profusion. Thanks for coming aboard, guys. Uh, just to recap what transpired earlier this week when the Magic took on Nets GC, uh, Orlando got off to a solid start in Game 1, taking a six-point lead after one period. However, Brooklyn, behind a strong performance from its rookie point guard, Chalk, uh, took control down the stretch and prevailed. Reezy was terrific for the Magic in that game with 40 points, and May pulled down 22 rebounds in his first game at center with the team. The Nets carried that momentum into Game 2. They jumped out to a big early lead and were able to deny the Magic from making a comeback down the stretch to complete the series win. Reezy and May each scored 14 points in that contest, while Profusion had a strong second half and finished with 12 points. I know, Jonah, we, we talked after the game about the three-point shooting struggles in the series. Uh, has that been one of the main things you guys have been working on in practice and in scrimmages? You know, Josh, we, we, we try not to focus too much on our jump shot timing as much as getting in our spots, getting the, the good shot selection. Um, you know, we, we trusted after, you know, thousands and thousands of shots in practice and scrimmages and things like that, that, that we're going to hit down, hit our open shots. And, um, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to go that day. And I think that was a, a big reason we, we didn't win this week, uh, versus Brooklyn, but, um, it's, it's not something that, you know, I'm necessarily thinking, you know, we got to find a way to hit our open shots as much as, you know, we got to find a way to create more openings for us. Profusion, is the league build this year making it more difficult to knock down threes compared to last year? Across the league, it appears three-point percentages are down, and I know others have said it's been a little bit more of a challenge to get into a rhythm from downtown with this year's game design and composition. Have you noticed that? Has that been a little bit more of a a complication compared to the first two years? Um, I think it's definitely harder to shoot because you have to get an excellent release which is like a green release in the game usually for it to go in a lot of the uh the white slightly early slightly late shots they don't really go in as much as last year so i would say like you have to have way more precise timing than the years before so i would say it's harder as i mentioned earlier may was at center for the first time since the magic acquired him in a trade uh, from the pistons in the offseason of course, he was Detroit's center last year, and that's his natural position. Uh, Jonah, how do you think May did in his first action back at the five spot? He combined for 39 rebounds in the series against the Nets, and he was fairly effective scoring inside as well. Yeah, I, I thought May was great. Um, he kind of came out early and set the tone. I think he really actually had Chuck pretty uncomfortable right away. He came out, got a steal, uh, you know, transition basket to start the game and um, really had an excellent first half, especially of game one. Um, so, you know, that that's, I would say, the silver lining from from this week's loss is that, is that May looked great and it's something to build around in the future. You guys, I know, have really excelled in scrimmages, particularly the lineup you rolled out with during the Brooklyn series. I know, Jonah, you were saying after the game that, you know, you felt really confident with this lineup based on how you guys were playing in exhibitions. Uh, but, you know, having played well in those warm-up games, granted they don't count in the standings, but does that give you a degree of confidence that you guys can turn around your season in a hurry? 
You know, Josh, we, we know that we're, we can be a good team. We know that the team in practice um, has not necessarily translated. And, you know, I, I, I hate to sit here and make excuses because I think that no matter what, at the end of the day, we have to own our losses and, and it's on us to, to make these, you know, you know, to, to bridge this gap here. And, you know, I feel like, you know, but the, but the real shining light here is we've been really close in every single loss so far. We're one and four and that's terrible. Um, and we're, we're well aware that that's not who we are or who we want to be. And so we're, we're understanding of that, but you know, when we're so close in these games, we know that we're, we're simply one, two, three possessions away from potentially sitting here and being five and oh, and it being a completely different narrative. So, you know, I think that, it's important that we're we're still focused on getting better every day and understanding that even if we're not great right now, that no team still that has won a championship peaks in week four of their season. You know, we want to be good at the end of the season as well. So obviously we don't want to let any more time slip away. We we understand how important every single game is and we're focused, but we also understand that this is still a long season and there's still you know room for improvement and, and ways to get better and maybe turn it around. Perfusion, how important are scrimmages for you and not only developing your individual skills, but also understanding your teammates, what they like as far as the sweet spots, as far as the way they can get everybody involved? How much does it help you develop, not just individually, but also on a collective level? Uh, it definitely helps me a lot because I can see like uh, Reed's, for example, his tendencies where he likes to go on the court and and where I need to go and wrap around to see where I can get open. And like, it also helps me practice my jump shot if I get an open shot. Um, so I just, you know, it just helps the whole team, like, um, I guess, figure out where we need to be and try to do the best we can. Uh, next week, you guys are currently scheduled to play two series, one against the Knicks on Tuesday and the other against Kingsguard Gaming on Friday. Both teams have played pretty well lately. The Knicks started off a little bit cold, but they've picked it up a little bit lately. Uh, We've talked about uh, Duck, uh, New York's number two overall pick in the 2020 draft on this show before. Uh, He's been solid. He came up big last week when the Knicks beat the Cavs uh, in a series that went the distance. Uh, New York plays this Friday against Gen G, which should be a riveting series as Duck will go head-to-head against Shifty Kai in a uh, battle of two of the premier rookie point guards. Jonah, what's your uh, take on the Knicks? Obviously, they made some pretty significant changes this offseason just a year after winning the championship in the inaugural season. Yeah, so the Knicks are a team, I think that they're pretty well put together and, you know, they have they a combination of scorers in different positions. I think, you know, Big Rim's a, a lockdown that's pretty confident scoring out of the corner. Um, you know, Malik, I think, is the pulse of that team. I think that he's a volume shooter and when he's not getting those shots up, he's not, you know, scoring, you know, maybe 10 plus, 15 plus for that team. I think that they're they clearly have real weakness. Um, so I think a big focus point uh, from us is going to be taking him away and and seeing what we can do to uh, to limit his opportunity. And um, you know this is a team I think that we're we're comfortable with uh, you know and against. Uh, you know we've scrimmaged them. I want to say as much if not more than any team in the league. Um, you know no one. Um, you know I think everyone at this point understands how close me and their coach are and how um, it's it's going to be a tough game no matter what because they know us well, we know them well, um, and we're two teams. I think that are in similar situations right now. Perfusion, do you know any of the Knicks players well? Uh, I don't really know them well, but if I had to like pick one that I know the most, it's Malik. Yeah, now you guys came in the league at the same time, correct? 
Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I was season one. I was okay, season so he one came in here two. after, right? Yeah. So what are some of the strengths that he has and what are the challenges that he presents uh, based on playing him last year? Uh, he's just a really dominant scorer. Like, you can't let him take an open shot because he'll most likely make it. Um, you can't let him get to the rim. Like, he's just a very, very dominant scorer. So that's definitely his strength. The Kings, meanwhile, had an impressive victory over the Blazers last night, which was Wednesday. We're recording this on Thursday. I thought the center matchup featuring former teammates, Stat Boy Shots and One Wild Walnut was a, a real battle uh, in the paint. Uh, Kings are 5-2, and two, so in my eyes, that's somewhat of a surprise based on where they were last year. I know they made that huge deal in the offseason getting uh, Dat Boy Shots from Atlanta for BP and a couple others, but uh, the Kings, one of your surprise teams, Jonah? Uh, I, I wouldn't say I think that I think most people aren't surprised about the Kings. They've been pretty good in scrimmages since the start. And I think that, um, again, that's another team that they got great value in their in their rookie point guard bash later in the later in the first round and was able to take, you know, the premier defender in this year's class and crush third overall. And crush has been phenomenal and their their team defense has been great. I think he's a big product of that. And, um, you know, I think that's that's their biggest strength is that that team defense and. That's something I think that's always going to be consistent in this league. So, um, you know, I think I would say that they aren't really surprised, but they definitely are overperforming at the moment. We were talking about the Knicks before and how they won the first title of the NBA 2K League in 2018. Uh, those listening might remember that New York actually, they were one of the worst teams in the regular season, and uh, they had to win the ticket to qualify for the playoffs, which actually prevented the Magic from reaching the postseason that year. Uh, but... You know, last season, similarly, the T-Wolves, uh, they won the championship and they were fairly inconsistent throughout the regular season before getting hot late and in the playoffs. Uh, seems to be something about the league where it's all about how you finish, not so much how, about how you start, uh, especially if you can uh, do well in some of those late season tournaments and get yourself equipped for the postseason. Uh, Profusion, with that being the way things have gone in the first two years, is that kind of another reminder that there's still plenty of time left this season to make a serious run at the playoffs and you know who knows what could happen from there? So I would say yes because last season when I was on the Celtics crossover, we actually did start one and four on the okay. season also. Right. And we turned it around actually, and I think we went nine and or ten and six or something like that. I yeah. wanna say, and we actually made the playoffs last year and then we beat the Mavs in a series. So, you know. With that yeah. being said, like I'm in the exact same situation like of what I was in last year, so uh, why can't it happen again? <laughs> right, and, and your your former team Profusion has struggled out of the gate. You know, Celtics crossover gaming is zero and four. They're one of two winless teams, along with the Seventy uh, Sixers, which is quite shocking. Shocking, considering you know they were in the finals last year, and like you said, the, your team last year, the Celtics made a pretty good run there in the playoffs. Uh, do you keep in touch with your old teammates in Boston? And if so, what's their mindset right now as they try to get back to their winning ways? Um, I actually do keep in touch with them. I keep in touch with uh, – I'm really good friends with Otto, Bully, and Melis, Easy Money. Like I'm friends with all – or Moam, I would say. Um, I don't know. Their mindset right now, That I mean, they just got to, you know, keep at it, try to, you know, get this. I think they play tonight against the Nets. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think you're right. They yeah. have to win. I think their mindset is like they have to win that game. If not, you know, it's back to the drawing board. So I know they're pretty focused on winning tonight. 
Now that you've had the opportunity to play in the Magic Gaming Studio, what are your thoughts of the facility? Uh, is it exciting to get back in there? I know for the first couple of weeks, you guys had to play out of the apartment with the social distancing and all that. But uh, is it cool to be able to uh, play with your teammates in the uh, Magic Gaming Studio? And you know, how, uh, how, what's your thoughts of the uh, design and sort of the makeup of the facility? Yeah, so I like playing in the studio mainly because, um, you know, it's a different, you're in a work environment now instead of, you know, just rolling out of bed and then going to practice. Like, it's just not the same as like coming to the facility and practicing with your team. I think it just brings a whole different mindset. And, you know, I love the design here. You know, if we want to, you know, if we have a break, there's a couch, TV, and we're all lined up right here. So, you know, at Boston, we weren't lined up. It was like kind of different, but um you know, I, just, I like the facility a lot. And we have a big whiteboard right here yeah. with a, some basketball courts. Nice. So, you know, it's fine. Jonah, if you could paint the picture of what a normal week is like for the team as far as practice schedule. I mean, everybody knows when the games are held, but what's around the games as far as what are the times you guys practice? What are the times you guys scrimmage? Do you have it prearranged of who you're going to play or is it kind of like a last second thing where you figure out, okay, who's available around the league, who wants to, you know, hop on and, and go, go for an exhibition. Is it very organized that way? Or do you kind of guys just go with the flow based on what's happening in the circumstances? Sure. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely organized as far as like practice schedule and things. So like I, for example, I, you know, I have scrimmages booked out through Monday already for this week. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, I'll, I'll give you, this is a great example. Like we're obviously, you know, we have six days, uh, well, five days now until we play the Knicks, um, on Tuesday. So, you know, today we're going to practice from, we're going to scrimmage from two to six. Um, then we're going to watch the two K league games this evening. And then tomorrow we're going to do the same thing basically, uh, except tomorrow night, obviously we're focused on the Knicks versus Gen G game specifically. Uh, we're going to come in on Saturday. We'll probably actually go a little longer on Saturday. We'll probably go two to eight instead of two to six, just because we have a little more time on our hands. want to get a little extra time in. Um, and then maybe the same on Sunday, we'll add an extra film set session in there to watch uh, again probably either rewatch Nick's Genji or maybe watch the one game that one or two games that wasn't necessarily on the broadcast that night we were watching um, things like that so um, you know I, I would say it's typically four hours at least of gameplay a day that's the bare minimum sometimes six um, at least an hour of film typically per day uh, if you're including you know obviously watching the 2k league matchups each each uh, the four nights a week that they're on as well do you examine stats a lot you know, throughout the week, or is that pretty irrelevant when you're going over game plans and scouting teams? Do stats matter for you? Are you are you an analytics junkie, so to speak, or is it more just based on the optics and the way you're kind of visualizing the game when you're watching other teams play and watching your own team play as well? For for me, it's more about like fundamentally, kind of how they're playing, where where the you know what their win conditions are, what they have to do to win, and then trying to kind of neutralize that as much as anything. Um, you know, obviously, we'll we'll check stats. I wouldn't, I would not say I'm an analytics junkie because I do think that there are lots of things that happen in NBA 2K that just never show up on a scoreboard. And I know that that's the same in in real life basketball as well. But I think that even more so in NBA 2K, the small things, the nuances of the game don't show up on that box score, but are are probably as as important as if they did and or maybe even more so awesome well that's about all the time we have for this edition of the magic gaming podcast thanks again for jonah 
and Profusion for coming aboard and providing their insight. Uh, like we talked about earlier, Magic Gaming will be back in action next week for two series. The first one against Nick's Gaming on Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. Catch all that action on the NBA 2K League's Twitch and YouTube channels. And the same for Friday at 7 p.m. as well when they take on Kingsguard Gaming. So once again, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you later.